What's going on, guys? And welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. You just stepped into the Fight Club. And before we break down this action, that was UFC Vegas 58, Rafael Dos Anjos versus Rafael Vasiv. Please do us a favor. Go down, like this video, subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter at Totally underscore Blitz. We're always interactive. We're always fucking posting some funny shit. We're always talking our shit. But let's get into this. And if you don't, and if you don't like and subscribe, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bait you in. I'm gonna catch you slipping. I'm gonna hit you with a front kick, like I'm Michael Chandler, you dirty bitches. Let him know, Kev. But these are your hosts for the show. I'm Paul. Pick and win them, Concha. I poured up my shot. I didn't get to tell y'all what I was drinking on last episode, so let me show y'all. Is that Suntory whiskey from the Japanese boy? I didn't even know the Japanese. That boy, damn that shit. That boy, that big dog. Oh, you just the judges that, oh, man. Motherfucking that boy Paul is the truth when it comes to that shit. Where the fuck you found that? See, I got it for a birthday gift. Uh, birthday was July eighth. Card was January, uh, July 9th, So that shit fell right in perfect. But nice. who, who's with me for this episode? Hey man, you already know it's your boy Lil Kev, aka <laughs> Don Pye, also known as the People's Temp. In case you ain't know. I didn't mind telling you, you feel me? But hey, man, we're talking UFC Vegas, man. 58, and somebody got slapped. You know what I'm saying? But who else in this motherfucker? What's going on, y'all boys, man? It's PT. You already know we back at it with another UFC episode. Let's get boy, into it, man. To my boys, my boy been out there been singing through the wire. I mean, got a wire, your honor, bro. I can't yes, sir, man. Switched it up, man, from the pods to the wire. Unpredictable. Well, shit, these fights are fucking wire to wire. The first one was a split decision on the main card. Before we even talk the main event, bro, they're Michael Johnson versus Jamie Malarkey. Them boys were fucking just standing, banging. Dude. You don't know real pain until you see a fight, right? And you look at the fight and you think, yo, these niggas know how to fight. But, like, you really got to take a shower. You really got to take But I'm looking like, yo, these niggas look like they know how to fight. But, like, don't worry. I'm going to just go run in the shot and I'll catch the last round. Because it'll be some. I got to the end and I found out that I missed a straight-up war. That bitch, this bitch won fight of the night. So can y'all please tell me what the fuck happened? Because, you know, it's impossible to find UFC highlights on YouTube. Split decision. Two judges had a 29-28 for Jamie Malarkey, who won. Other fighter, um, UFC veteran, 21-18. He has, like, 20-plus fights in UFC. Michael Johnson had one judge had it for him, 29-28. And honestly, for first round, they did what they came to do. They were banging, and Michael Johnson looked like he was getting the better of it, and he hit him with a knockdown, dropped him. A clean, like, left hook dropped him in Damn. the first round. And then also, but he recovered quickly. He got up, and later in the round, it looked like he dropped him, but it didn't get scored. Malarkey. Like, he came back and finished that round with his own knockdown, but it didn't get judged as a knockdown, but the streets knew that was a knockdown. The streets. And, and, uh, but the second and third round, it did seem like Malarkey did kind of figure out the distance a little bit better, where they both were still eating shots, but it was like Malarkey was just getting a little bit better of the shots when they were exchanging. But you can't ask for anything much more, especially to open the main card. That shit was nice. But y'all, y'all boys wasn't fucking with the – this is what got me in trouble, the prelims. I, I mean, two and two, because I can't tell when the prelims in the main – when the prelims end and the main card starts. 
that's something I've never been like. I just be waiting for the names and everybody be on that. In in the apex, it's definitely harder because in apex they don't even like they don't even sometimes cut to like the people talking, the commentators. There'll just be another fight started. So just get into it. I was like, yo, I gotta hurry up and take a shower before like they got too deep into the card because I just couldn't tell. But did y'all see any fights that y'all liked in the prelims? Because I was fucking with all of my, you know, my own sister, my my sister in law, Shevchenko. You know, she got a nice little, a nice little pace. W, you feel me? Yeah, if you don't know that boy Antonia, or I think I said it right, but I know how to say that last name, Shevchenko, and you know what family that's from. She got the win, but I will say the, there was a funny ass meme I saw that had like this, uh, like it was like uh, Antonia Shevchenko. And it was like a little person, you know, like the person with that long neck, skinny dude, like this. Oh, yeah. And he's like real little. And then it's like Valentina Shevchenko. And it was a big ass. <laughs> like, like difference. <laughs> like, like one is the big dog and one is just another UFC, which is common in UFC. It's not common you see two super high level brothers, unless your last name is like Normega Medoff. No, nah, dead ass. And it's funny to me, but it's like that because who would you train with? As a kid, like you would train with your sister, or your brother, or something like that. So, like, that's tough. But in wrestling, it's usually like the younger brother is usually way better than the older brother. So, like, it's interesting how it's different and um, different in the UFC because, like, Kamaru Usman has a brother that's in the Ultimate Fighter right now. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, it's like this is just like you, you, you like, seeing that stuff. Something that UFC is just like it's a mental thing. Like, you could be born with it, but like, it's not something that kind of runs in your blood unless you're in the mega battle. Like, it's something, it's kind of like, you got to really, like, set yourself apart. I will say, the fight that I'm going to give a shout-out to in the prelims was that boy, Onomama, Onoma. it's a, he's from, he's from the homeland, I don't know exactly what country he's from, but he's from Africa, and he was, like, minus, he's super, super fucking, he looks like a David Nugano, Francis Nugano of the featherweights. This man is cut, <laughs> massive, but then he's, like, a BJJ specialist on top of it. So, he got the arm triangle in the second round, and he made Jeez. it look simple. He was destroying him on the feet before then. So, like, he, at featherweight, you got, this is another killer. He's only 10-1. This was his UFC debut, I believe. So, like, th- that's a name to watch for the next few years. Keep an eye on him. I like, bro. He got two takedowns in that motherfucker, it says. I like, bro. He was a minus, like, 1,000 favorite. So, like, when you see that on someone's UFC debut, that usually means they're known around the world. Like, they don't come in on UFC debut being a super favorite unless you did something in your home country or in a different place. See, uh, the that got me in trouble, though, was um, Cody Brun, 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 my nigga Cody. Versus fucking no neck gore. Yeah, no like, neck gore. I was in that peace and peace and homie, and I could not move from that. I was like, oh my gosh! And once I seen the knockdown, I was like, oh. Gore literally <laughs> looks like a smaller, very more compact version of. Remember that meme of that guy who had like this super muscular guy? I think it was a mugshot, and it was just he had no neck. That's what Gore is, bro. He's four and two in the UFC, and he's almost like a meme fighter because he almost gets sacrificed. Like, like he gets thrown into the ring. He he gets what happened on that prelim fight happens to him. I won't say commonly, but his last fight was like that too. Hey man, somebody has to. Somebody got to pay that. Somebody got to pay those fines. Like somebody got to take the take take the L's somewhere. Somebody getting sacrificed. How how did you feel about your dog, Kevin? Your new favorite fighter on the main card, the Vanilla Gorilla. 
Vanilla Gorilla, what the fuck? I saw that shit, dog, and I promise you, I was like, there's no way he finna win. <laughs> I was like, I would I wouldn't dare get my ass beat by a nigga named Vanilla Gorilla. <laughs> but he controlled the pace. He had the gas day. He was putting a deep was palming, bro, the whole fight. Very the first round was all him. Second round was very close. And that third round, he got that knockout. And like I said it, I told him, like, this is the bottom, battle of the bottom tier heavyweights. One of these motherfuckers is getting cut after this fight. They were coming into the fight, like, one and four, and, like, their four losses were all finishes, like, submissions, and, <laughs> and like, and, and, like, so, it, it, like, I took the underdog in the fight, yeah. and it was Sherman, the vanilla gorilla, because I was like, I really do not know who's going to win this fight. This is a toss-up. It, those vanilla are the best toss-ups. Why the fuck was that his name? Somebody told him that was a good idea. The boys, why they even announced that shit? I respect, bro, just because, like, he was in better shape in this fight. Like, I feel like I don't think he was a better, I don't think there was a better fighter in this one. I feel like bro was just in better shape and he threw more hands. Like, straight up. And nobody, there was no weaving. There was no dodging. There was yeah, <laughs> just somebody's taking going shots. Down. Somebody's going down in this motherfucker. That's what them low-tier heavyweights look like, bro. That's why it's so fun to watch them big boys bang. Cause you, they just fucking get hit and throw bombs. Them boys, they not trying to fucking fight for 15 minutes or whatever. Fuck, no, I'm going to get you up out of here, or I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, they, they, they're trying to get in three. I do love to see that shit. I do love to see that shit, but it was a straight fight. And then we had the Omega Medoff clan doing it again. Said Omega Medoff. Again, the Namus decision over that fucking, uh, the, I can't remember his first name, but Silva DeAndre, and that boy... Silva DeAndre was 28 and four going into the fight, a real vet, but like he only loses the top tier fighters type thing. And right. he came in, Kev called me and was like, Who the fuck is this swole ass motherfucker? In yeah, motherfucking truck. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I want him tested immediately, bro. <laughs> was shooting. But said is he's just like Umar. Like everyone knows Habib for the wrestling and the Islam for the wrestling. But these said and Umar, they're like these kung fu kickboxers, which is fun to watch. They're throwing like fucking axe kicks and question mark kicks. Like it's fun to watch seeing that. But then they do have the wrestling in their back pocket if they need to be. No, nah, bro, I fuck with Brett a long way, but the way you just throw those kicks, cause like. You it looks it just like because you said that he's a strong kicker. Like I remember you saying that, and I was like, I made the Sandu joke, but no, like he there were points where he really just did not choose to throw punches. He was like, not gonna kick the shit out of this motherfucker. Like his legs have to be. I don't know why he's not playing soccer. Like he probably his legs the kick from him in the head is probably painful. He's not playing soccer because his last name was Omega Medoff, bro. That's not an option in that household. Yeah, man. They said you gotta fight, but he's like, but 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 papa, papa, I love this football. Nah, <laughs> you must, kill. you must, you kill. must fight, you must kill. And then <laughs> there's a stat. I love seeing the stat. I actually got the numbers. I don't have it in front of me, but it was like any person, any fighter with the last name Nemeka Medoff is like seventy and twelve in the UFC. But they have like an eighty-eight point nine percent win percentage of that last Jesus, name. what the fuck? That doesn't even count Islam. That's funny. They even no. got a stat for his last name. Any of them names, bro. Like, <laughs> that shit is crazy. Like, 
the Gracies were that in the late nineties and early two thousands when people didn't learn about they didn't know about BJJ yet. But the Nurmega Medoffs are doing it in an era where everyone has access to all the types of fighting styles and they all trained all the styles at the same time and shit. So like for them to be this dominant is like, it's, it's just insanity. I actually saw, um, I actually saw, um, who was it? It was when the Hoist Gracie fought on um, Matt Hughes and you saw the difference. Like they, cause like Matt Hughes, like he couldn't really get Hoist Gracie couldn't really get off on him like that because people caught up fast. By, like, that was the, the new era. Yeah. That was the, the like that, that changing of the guard, you would say. Hell yeah, because people got on fast. Because you think about it, he ran, he dominated the first UFC. By UFC eight, there was like some, there was different, they're different from people winning the fourth, fifth, and sixth UFC. People that had wrestling backgrounds started learning about BJJ, so you couldn't just get them into like the guillotines and shit no more. Like it was, it was scary. Yeah, yeah, and then the fact that Matt Hughes beat Hoyce Gracie because pretty much he he reversed, he got the reversal, took his back, he got the fucking bro up, like. He wouldn't have seen that in the UFC one. But, like, at the end of the day, what Hori and Gracie's um, mission and goal was at the end of the day, still wanted because everybody knows BJJ because he wanted to show that BJJ is a superior fight style. We're just at a point that, motherfucker, you got to know everything. And the fact that the number Mega Medals, they do that, and they're coming from the Sambo background, and it's all in the um, Dagestan area. They're all, like, there's something going on over there. Like, there's a guy I'm trying I'm to in the world is... Yeah, there's something in the water because they definitely do two a days every day. That's what never forget. <laughs> they might be doing three a days. Habib no, no wore a shirt. Habib wore a shirt that said, "If Samba was easy, they would call it Brazilian Jiu Jitsu." Yeah. That's one of the hardest shirts I've ever seen. But that fight was great. You had the stand up fights. You had the clinch control. Big old swore. Like big old swole fucking Silva DeAndre in the clinch. But then the next fight, I'm never watching this boy Chow Barello fight again. Like he is the like I don't like to say this term because everyone's fighting to live in those fights. The most boring fighter I've ever seen. Man really was a fucking straight wrestling not even like wrestling to get submissions just wrestling to get control and position and to stay in that position and kev maybe you can be the saving grace with your wrestling background bro i know you might liked it i can't lie to you man i'm a firm i hate i hate i hate saying the word boring fight just because i understand that every move is calculated through instincts so like your instincts is like literally telling you don't 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 walk forward. He's gonna kick you. Like so like <laughs> it's tough. It's tough because like it's but this fight was so bad I fell asleep. Like I I had I was you were lucky. Yeah, I fell asleep. This shit was terrible because not only like because I've noticed something about me going to sleep during these cards, right? In the beginning of the um podcast, <laughs> I definitely used to go to sleep all the time. But now I've noticed that, like, it really matters what the fuck is going on on the TV. And sleepy. the fact that I was so lit during the said fight, because it's, it's because of the level of high I, be, I also be while watching these fights. The, I was so lit watching said fight. I'm calling niggas. I'm texting niggas like, yo, bro, my nigga just, my nigga said, just said that fuck y'all. You feel me? Like, I just kept saying said, said, said in every sentence, right? And then next thing you know, this fight comes on, I could just see the drowsiness. And I just started to, I look down at how much I've smoked and I'm just like, 
<laughs> this ain't where this ain't doing. This ain't happening. I got lucky that I fucking seen because what had happened was I fell asleep and then I woke up and I thought I seen that swole ass nigga from the last fight. The dude that I said I thought I seen him again, but that was Dosanya. That was Dosanya. I was like, oh shit. That, was R- that wasn't SDA. That was RDA. Yeah, I was like, oh shit, hold on. SDA. No, but with Barajo, like I get the first fight, it was a co-main event fight. He was the him and um this other fighter were the co-main event, and they were the Dana White contender series finale. So like they all had won their previous fights to get to that point. And uh he was going up against a Sambo gold medalist from Dagestan. So I was like, oh fuck. And this guy was a wrestler background, BJ all. And he dominated the guy on the ground throwing like and it was, I was like, oh shit, like he he's a legit and he won the stand-up fight. So I was like, oh Baralho's a legitimate fighter. He can stand up with you. And if you know Sambo ain't nothing thing, that boy dominated a Sambo gold medalist. And then this so like the hype was up. Not I wouldn't say super high, but the hype was kind of high for him for me personally to watch that fight. And then to watch him basically like you can see in a fighter's eyes when they know that they cannot stand a chance on the feet. Like you, Bugs. you start seeing them shoot from a distance. You start seeing them not wanting to, like they don't Panicking. even throw hands because they don't want to open up anything for the other fighter. Like you can, you can see them overthinking too in a way. But I will give him credit because at a certain point, you knew all he had in his bag was to shoot for a takedown, and he still got every takedown. Like he literally, and it was kind of fire because in one takedown, he like speared the guy the whole ring. Like he took him like fucking. The whole ring to the wall, and then this scoop, and this took him to the like almost effortless. Like if you know that's all he has, so like maybe his wrestling is just that elite, and he will be a problem. But count me out because I ain't watching it. Let me know when he has Welcome. the belt. But I want to say fuck it. It's just like that's that should be the fight. I should go take a shower at. Yes, sir. And. Our main event, though, right here. This was a fucking war. This was a great fight. I actually had it a little bit more even than what I saw other cards have it as. Rafael Dos Anjos getting knocked out by Rafael Vasiv. I haven't heard much much from you, Marcus, so I'm going to throw it to you first. Start us off on the main event. Hey, man. From I thought it was actually a closer fight than... What it seemed like from like you know from the knockout, but I was at Top Golf. They had that bitch on the big screen, you know the big screens out there. Had it on my phone, so I was definitely tuned in. One thing that popped out to me, man, was Fasiz, bro, with his combinations, bro. The way he can mix up his kicks to his punches and like, bro, it's just that shit is so clean, and that's what made me really be a fan of that Muay Thai. Cause that shit, like, and like, he, sometimes he wouldn't even throw his kicks like full strength, kind of just like getting his range almost to set up certain shots, like, and he kept landing this mean left hook that was just landing like a fucking, like a sledgehammer, and like he was setting it up nice, and like you could just see the moves he was like, what he was trying to get done, and I, I was like, damn, nah, he definitely, I, I know, I, I think I picked RDA for the fight, but that was just me. Going for the OG. Yeah, that's just me going for the OG. I already know homeboy was coming with it with that Muay Thai, bro. And he showed it. He put it on the display. I thought that was a great win for him, for real. I say Fazeev, the biggest shocker to me. Not even shocker, but that boy, RDA shot 16 takedowns, only got two of them. Mm. 
that boy really like he had he fought Bobby Green stuff takedowns. He had fights against some wrestlers stuff takedowns, but not high level fighters. And for him to stuff the takedowns like that against RDA, like you don't see that from kick. Like Max Holloway is the only other name that comes to mind in my head of somebody who can stand up and bang with you the whole fight, and you're not gonna take him down unless you're like some super duper tier high level wrestler or some shit. But like. Right. Even good wrestlers and shit aren't taking Max Holloway down. You're gonna he's you're just getting him into the clinch. And then like Rafael Vasiv, you can't stand up with him. And it doesn't seem like you can take him down. Bruh's nice. And <laughs> that boy is nice. <laughs> Bruh is nice. So he definitely made me a fan of his. And then his octagon, his post-fight interview was nice. Motherfucking I just thought it was crazy that I called. I wouldn't say I called the fight, but I will say I called that motherfucker. I said, yo. shit. I said, yo, I, <laughs> it's I really, it's really tough for me to go against RDA right now after I just watched him put on a genuine murder, a genuine, like, we'll call it, we could call it a crucifixion of Morcano. Not in no disrespect, but Morcano's a great fighter. RDA is just a former champion. He's that dude for real. But, like, just the way that he just put on that assault on Moicano, it was tough for me to think that somebody is going to stop this dude. He's on a tear right now. He might. He's trying to go on an Oliveira run against Oliveira. So, motherfucking. But for Steve, I like the way he made his combinations, and I felt like he had a strong defense. I didn't think he could take – he could stuff fucking, what was it, 12 takedowns or 14 takedowns? 14 takedowns, bro. He did that shit. And he motherfucking and the thing about it was is that RDA had the upper hand in cardio. I felt like I thought he was gonna come in and control the pace. And RDA's won a lot of fights off of pace, so I thought that's how that was gonna go down. The fact that he was able to continue to push the pace all fight is what really made me respect his performance this week. This week to just sit this on um, this weekend and think like, damn, you kept up with RDA, you pushed the pace, and you finished it. Good shit, my boy. You have a future out shit, and that's a tough that's a tough weight class because like. But I don't think this was a number one contender fight. But no. I feel like this was, a, this was a fight to call out a number one contender. Like, um, Chael Sonnen is a big Justin Gaethje. He's like, yo, because he thought RDA was going to win. He thought RDA should call out Justin Gaethje because even though he lost in a minute, it's still Justin Gaethje. And uh, I will say Chael Sonnen does have that. He's the Teddy Atlas of uh, picking fights for UFC because Teddy Atlas is known for always being on the wrong picks for boxing. And Chell Sonnen has that curse. He picks a fighter to win, and that boy always loses. <laughs> he has too much. He has too much insight. I feel like that's the, re- the reason why I'm a the reason why I'm a very good picking when it comes to fights is that I don't have much insight. I just look at King fight. He has the this guy has this on the line. This guy's the camps this are place. in. This guy, they're rumored for this one. This rumor is going on. This person said they sparred with him. He didn't look too good. This person said they sparred with him. He was looking nice. Like, he has too much insight. So, that really kills That really kills the stuff. So, like, my high ass have got a way better winning percentage than his expert ass. <laughs> Shit, we all got high ass win percentages. If y'all don't know, like, we fucking I, – I made bank on this card. Kev's been on fucking heaters for weeks. And, uh, like, fucking – y'all need to stay tuned. Tell these picks. Make money with us. Fucking, but on, with the fight, Faceev is a problem. I would love that gate. That Gaethje versus Faceev sounds fucking phenomenal. Or even a Faceev nah. versus Poirier, like those two fights would be the Faceev versus Gaethje would be a fucking war. That would be a fun fight to see. 
Hey, that's a good question. What three, if there are three, in this division, there are like three big fights I can see in my head right now. I see, I see Dustin, Dustin Poirier versus, um, versus Michael Chandler because they got beef. And I also, Dustin Poirier was in, um, was on um, the DC and RC show this week because RC was probably out doing some crazy shit for, um, for the pivot, <laughs> for the pivot podcast. And he said the reason, what happened was that Dustin Poirier, he's not um he's not a talk on Twitter type of nigga. If he feels like he doesn't like you, he's not gonna tell somebody he doesn't like you and then tell you. He's not gonna say it on Twitter. He's gonna go over there. He's gonna address it, and that's what that situation was. But I need to see Dustin Poirier versus um Michael Chandler, Justin Gaethje versus motherfucking Fasiv, and we need to this bacon on the same card. All I want to see. I want to see personally. You brought. I want Islam versus Charles for the belt, straight up. I don't fuck for all that bullshit. Give me the belt fight, vacant title on the line. Another fight I want to see. I guess you. you I can't not agree. Give me Justin Gaethje versus Vaziv, and then the third fight. I'm not big on the Chandler Poirier fight because I think that's all smoke. Like I know it's all tech. They don't like each other, but those are the fights that rarely ever get made because like people don't want to fight. I don't. It's it's politics behind the scenes. They don't like each other. They'll never fight type shit. But the other fight that I would really love to see, and I don't think it would happen honestly because it's a big jump. Give me that boy Jalen Turner, that 6'4", lightweight. Bro. Give me him and, like, RDA. Give me him versus oh. RDA. Give me oh. him versus Michael Chandler or Dustin Poirier. Like, give me him within the top seven. Like, I want to see that fucking, that new dog. Like, that would be a great – because I could see him and Poirier f- boxing for fucking a five-round war. But Poirier is too high ranked up for him. He's not going to get it. But I think RDA coming off that loss, I think that Jalen Turner fight would make perfect sense for him. I like it. That's actually a pretty good fight. It's funny that we're, we're talking about Dustin Poitier and um, him versus Conor McGregor, too, just popped up on my screen. And I'm like, damn, bro, I don't know. I think he wants, he wants to go do that. The, the, one name, though, that, the one name that's sitting that we haven't seen fight yet this year that is like the lightweight, another like Rafael Vaziv, those, those killers, is Benil Dariush. He was supposed to fight Islam. They never fought each other. That was the fight. People people do think Islam's ducking that fight because he is fucking, he can wrestle. He can stand. Like, he's a fucking killer. He's number six in the division. And uh, we just haven't seen a fight this year. He already beat Diago Fiera, top 15. Tony Ferguson, who was a lot higher ranked when he fought him. And uh, so he needs to fight like a Dustin Poirier or somebody. He needs to at least get his name into the, the contender hat because no one, we're not talking about him. <laughs> we not but uh this has been another nice ufc recap that was ufc vegas 58 did anyone else got any closing um comments on the card that we um or anything all i gotta say is receive is a dog man and that boy has a very very high fucking iq that's all i took out of that fight man that boy's iq is up there and he got the cardio he gonna push the pace on you that's all all five rounds. Dave, that was the question. Can you go five rounds? You can go five rounds. We saw it. But stay tuned. We still got fucking what UFC Long Island coming up. If you haven't already, check out our boxing Ryan Garcia um, coming up this uh, fight coming up this weekend. But that's been Totally Blitz Podcast. That's been UFC Vegas, Vegas 58 recaps. Stay tuned for more. If you ain't know, 
Now you know, motherfuckers. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Regiment, knowing that I'm heaven sent, higher than I ever been. I got a